0: Today we have John Bailey with the Center for Rural Affairs in Nebraska as our our guest speaker. He's going to be talking about an effort that that we're working with him on um, in the centers of the lead group, which is to get a new program set up for rural microenterprise in the Farm Bill that's being worked on this year. A Farm Bill only comes around along every couple of years or so and this is the, the year for it to be dealt with by Congress again. So here's our opportunity and as you all know it's uh, at the USDA right now it it's kind of hard to get into some of their existing small business loan programs like IRP mm-hmm. and RBEG and so forth if you're doing micro. So we would like to see a standalone micro program set up within USDA which is what this would do.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to John and let him tell you what they're they're trying to do, uh, what the number of the bill is, the name of the, the legislation, how you can help support it, and at the end I'll, I'll make a couple comments about the appropriations process in general. But John, why don't you go ahead and take it over from now on.
2: Okay. Thank you, Kevin. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. morning. Good morning. And John Bailey. Okay. Well, I don't know how many of you work on rural policy or the Farm Bill, so I guess I'll ask if anybody has any just general questions about the Farm Bill, what the Farm Bill is. As Kevin said, it's it's, um, periodic legislation every five to seven years. Um, It reauthorizes USDA programs. and any new programs that has uh, sections which are called titles to the um, um, the largest title in, in terms of money in the, in the farm bill, which most people don't realize is the Nutrition title, which uh, authorizes and, and funds the food stamp program. Um, And then the second largest in terms of money in the farm bill is the commodity uh, title, which funds all of the uh, federal farm program payments, the subsidy payments uh, that you've probably all heard that farmers who grow corn and cotton and rice and soybeans and wheat, but not all crops. So things like and vegetables are not included in that program. And one of the other titles to the Farm Bill is the Rural Development Title, authorize and fund the programs that Kevin was talking about, the RBOG, the rbag and some of the other rural development programs, uh, sewer and water infrastructure uh, programs, for communities. And so that is the title that uh, we're working on with AEO um, to get a micro uh, rural Micro Program uh, into the Farm Bill. Uh, I think I'll just first start with kind of the timeline of the Farm Bill and what's happening right now because actually there are things going on right now, particularly in the House of Representatives, for the Farm Bill, and then get into specifics on the on the Micro Program. Uh, the Farm Bill, like, like a lot of legislation in Congress, starts in the House of Representatives and then... And it, is actually to
3: the background. background noise. Yeah,
2: yeah so somebody could put mute
0: on, on their phone so we're not hearing other things. That would be helpful.
2: <laughs> the last farm bill was done in 2002 and expires uh, September 30th this year. So there's some urgency to get uh, a new farm bill done uh, by September 30th. They have to get that done to reauthorize all of the programs. Uh, that are currently uh, operating and, and funded, or extend the current farm bill. So, right now, there's no um, no desire to extend the current farm bill. They wanted Congress wants to do a new farm bill. So, the House of Representatives is actually starting to mark up sections or titles of the farm bill week, um, and have been doing that the last few days. Um, this year, in the in the House Ag Committee, uh, the Agriculture Committees of the House and Senate have jurisdiction over the Farm So this year uh, for this Farm Bill in the uh, House of Representatives, uh, Colin Peterson from Minnesota who is the chair of the, of the Ag Committee is doing it a little differently than it's ever been done before. He's letting each subcommittee write their section of the Farm Bill and then they'll bring all of those together. Uh, before the full committee and and work it out there. So this week, uh, subcommittees that have jurisdiction over the conservation title, which uh, funds uh, farm and ranch conservation programs, and then the research title, which funds uh, agricultural research programs, uh, which most of that money goes to uh, the large land-grant universities in your states on their sections of the farm bill and have been marking those up um, this week and, and markup means they've just been uh, they have a draft that they, they start with and they just go through it and discuss it among the subcommittee members people offer amendments and then they've come the final mark from their subcommittee which then goes to the full committee and they'll and they'll do the same thing in front of the full committee um, We had a conversation on Monday with the um, staff, the Rural Development Subcommittee, and the timeline for that is the week after Memorial Day. Um, Rural Development Subcommittee will start there. Uh, They don't have a draft of their markup yet um, of the, of the, that they'll start discussing on, but they hope to have that sometime next week don't know yet if the micro there I'll talk about that in a in a little bit um, after we're done with the timeline the plan in the House of Representatives is to have all of the subcommittees done with their activity um, sometime the week of 11th and then the full committee will start their uh, activity the week of June 25th and the House of Representatives hopes to have out of the Ag Committee and to the floor of the House of Representatives sometime in July. The plan is to have the Farm Bill done in the House of Representatives in August. August. Then activity moves over to the Senate. Uh, The Senate always moves a little slower than the the House of Representatives. Uh, So I would imagine, uh, we're guessing that won't see any action on the farm bill either later this summer or early fall uh... the plan uh... by senator harkin of iowa who's the chair of the senate ag committee is uh... to have something done by the september 30th deadline uh... so that both the house and the senate then can have their conference committee where the bill is actually written i mean the real bill is actually written in conference committee like a lot of legislation in because the Senate version and the House version will not be the same, uh, and so they'll meet in a conference committee to work out those differences. And both uh, Representative Peterson and Senator Harkin have agreed that they'll have something done, um farm bill done by September 30th and ready for the President to sign. Um, nobody's real optimistic that, that that timeline will be fully met bit Uh, other things I'm sure will come up other legislation will come up and you never know what things happen in the world and in the country that will come up Congress will have to deal with but at least that's the timeline we're looking at right now oh this call is very timely because the Rural Development Committee which has jurisdiction over the micro program will in the House of Representatives will be meeting very soon and there'll be a lot of activity here during the um, and fall on the Farm Bill. So it's an important time. And as Kevin said, this is a a real opportunity. And so there will be a lot of activity here in the next few months. Uh, Anybody have any questions about that Farm Bill sort of general information and the the line?
0: Who's on on the Rural Development Committee?
2: Uh, In the House of Representatives? I'll just go over the list real, real quick here. Uh, the Rural Development Committee in the House of Representatives is composed of uh, McIntyre from North Carolina, he's the chair, Marshall of Georgia, Hoyar of Texas, Salazar of Colorado, Barrow of Georgia, Pomeroy of North Dakota, uh, those are the Democrats. Uh, the Republicans are Musgrave of Colorado, she's the ranking member. Everett of Alabama, Smith of Nebraska, Fortenberry of Nebraska, and Hayes of North Carolina. So you see from that list, uh, North Carolina, Georgia, Colorado are all very important states because they have multiple members um, on, the, on that subcommittee. Uh, this is a, an odd subcommittee that when the Democrats uh, restructured the committees uh, this year, when they when they took over power in the House of Representatives, rural development is not its own sub subcommittee. It's in with uh, some other things. So it's in with uh, specialty crops, which are fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. and trade issues. So it's it's they just don't have rural development issues on their plate. They have other things, and there are some people on on this subcommittee that are definitely mm-hmm. interested other things, and there are some people that are definitely interested in, in rural development. Historically, rural development has been sort of the stepchild of, of the Farm Bill. It's, it's uh, not gotten a lot of money. It's not gotten a lot of attention. Um, it's getting a lot more attention, I think, a lot more attention, and but a lot more attention uh, because there is a move to go away from some of the subsidy Uh, farms that have been used to prop up rural communities in the past and go toward other uh, economic engines uh, like entrepreneurship, like microenterprise for rural communities. So um, you're seeing, I think, a little more attention this year to the rural development part of the Farm Bill. Fortunately, that doesn't always come with money. Um, We'll talk about that here uh, Any other questions on the- I have a question. Sure. Um, And I guess for both of you, Kevin, as as well.
3: What role, if any, will the micro-development SMAs or associations play from the respective areas that there are subcommittee representatives?
2: Uh, that's a good question, and if, if we could hold that for a minute, I'll, if sure. I can, about the specific micro piece and then get back to that. Okay. Okay. Uh, any other questions?
3: All my questions have to do with the micro enterprise piece, so I'll wait.
2: All right. Well, let's talk about that then. Um, Right now, the microenterprise piece that we are uh, promoting uh, and that AEO has assisted us on promoting in the Farm Bill is based on a bill that uh, was introduced in the Senate earlier this year by Senators Nelson of Nebraska, Salazar of Colorado, and Stabenow of Michigan. And the bill number is S, that's S as in SAM, 566, and that's Rural Entrepreneur and Microenterprise Assistance Act. And this bill uh, would create uh, a $50 million annual rural microenterprise loan and grant program uh, based um, a lot upon the uh, current SBA microloan program. So it has both components. It has a grant portion, for technical assistance and also for capacity-building uh, organizations that either uh, need to expand their operation into rural communities or who are interested in, in beginning a micro-program for rural communities. And then it has a loan uh, portion uh, that would go to um, micro-enterprise development organizations uh, then to re-loan to um, uh, micro-businesses. Uh, the bill is written so that of that $50 million, $30 million of it goes to the grant portion, $20 million goes to the uh, loan portion. Uh, it's, it's for rural areas, it's for micro-enterprise operations and micro-businesses in rural areas. The definition of rural that's in the bill right now is is similar to definitions that are used right now in other rural development programs. Um, you may have read recently in the Washington Post there's some controversy over where some rural development money is going. Yeah. Uh, the federal government uses, a as you all know, there are a variety of definitions of rural in their, in their programs. The definition that's in this bill right now is that a rural area is one that is rural in character uh, and has less than 25,000 population. That definition is one that's uh, common in federal programs, particularly housing programs, to give some flexibility so that as a as an area becomes uh, part of a metropolitan but it's still rural, uh, it still qualifies for this program. Um, Some federal programs, as you know, the simple definition of metro versus non-metro to define rural, Um, I don't know about your states, but even in Nebraska, we have some counties that are definitely rural but are included in metropolitan areas. And so if you use the metro versus non-metro, those places would be excluded. as rural as as place in the country. Um, so that is the bill right now that is going to be the basis for uh, the microenterprise provision in the farm bill. Uh, our prospects in the Senate are very good. We've been uh, pretty much assured uh, by Senator Harkin's office that when uh, Senator Harkin releases his mark or his Draft of the farm bill, the, the micro provision that we just talked about, will be in the uh, in his his farm bill version uh, that will at least begin the discussion in the in the um, in the Senate Ag Committee. Uh, the three sponsors that I mentioned, Senators Nelson, Stabenow, and Salazar, are all on the Senate Ag Committee, and so we have three insiders in the committee who are. We're pushing this bill, so that is good. Uh, we don't know yet how much money will be devoted to the micro uh, provision in the Senate bill that Senator Harkin will will um, release to the committee. Uh, that all depends on how much money he has available to him, and, and that decision hasn't been made yet. The prospects in the House are not as good uh, yet. We just don't know what the prospects are in the House right now. Um, As I said, we had a conversation earlier this week with the uh, staff people uh, on the Rural Development Subcommittee in the House. Um, They did say some some good things. The the one thing they said is that of rural development ideas they have received, for the rural development title of the of the Farm Bill, the micro program I just spoke of is the one that members of the subcommittee are most interested in, and it's the one program that the staff has heard the most from the from the members of the of the subcommittee. So that's good. That means people are talking about it, and um, and that it has a chance to get into the into the um, rural development committee mark. Uh, The one problem in the House of Representatives, they right now are really holding the line on money available for the Farm Bill, and they're telling everybody that right now there is no money available for new programs, the line more than the Senate is. So um, one thing that the House has done uh, through their budget resolution is they have placed on reserve $20 $20 $20, million, $20 billion uh, to use for the Farm Bill. We don't know, and I don't even think the, the House uh, staff and, and House members know if that $20 billion will materialize or not, but that is kind of a savings account that is being put aside right now for new items in the Farm Bill, and it's being spread across all of the titles or all of the sections of the Farm Bill. And so we're hoping that the rural development, of course, will get a portion, if that $20 billion turns out to be real money, that rural development section of the Farm Bill will be part of that. And if what staff is saying is true, that the micro-provision is the one that's getting the most attention and most play in rural development, then it stands to reason that, that the micro-provision will get part of that money. We don't know any of that for sure yet. And so uh, when the Rural Development Subcommittee starts their arc-up action uh, the week after next, um, we'll have to see if the micro-provision is included in there. We have made uh, uh, overtures to several members that I just read off that are on the Rural Development Subcommittee who will be interested. If it's not in the in the uh, first draft, will be uh, interested in introducing an amendment to get it included in the draft Uh, a couple of options we have uh, if that money doesn't materialize is to authorize the program so we'll get the micro program into the farm bill authorize it and then work on getting the money into it later Uh, the staff uh... committee staff has also mentioned that we may uh, start a pilot program to get it authorized and funded uh, and then work on getting it uh, larger in the future. That's not our preference, of course, but you know, as legislation is made, sometimes you need to make compromises to get something started at least. And then, of course, uh, as I said, the real bill ends up getting written in in conference committees. So if we have a Senate bill that actually has the program and has it funded at a good level, um, and then we have a House Bill that either have it or has it at a lesser level, then we ready to uh, get the, the our preference in there. Um, so that is the uh, sort of the lowdown on the on the micro provision. Um, if anybody has any questions uh, or comments about the bill or the prospects in the farm bill, we can talk about that. Um, if anybody's interested, uh, we can get. Uh, of course, the bill is available online. You can read that online. We also have um, summary sheets about about the bill, um, and we can get that get that to everybody, uh, or get it to Kevin, and he can give it to everybody. Um, so, anybody have any questions or comments about the about the?
3: I do. This is Claudia Vick in, uh at Cameo in San Francisco. Um, Kevin, when we were at the uh, Washington D.C. meeting of the state microenterprise associations, and um, we had a presentation on the Farm Bill, and it talked about 50 million. Is this is the same? Is this the same piece of the Farm Bill that um, uh, John's talking about?
0: Yeah, and, and in fact, John is with the same. Organization That was another staff person from the same group.
3: Okay. So we did actually at that time go around and um, advocate for that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: Okay. I just wanted to put the two and two together.
0: Right. Exactly.
3: Kevin, this is Rachel Hess from MEDA. I would just like to say that I would be very interested in getting that summary description of the bill, if you were willing to uh, circulate it.
0: Okay. Sure. Yeah. I, I certainly would want
2: Yes, everyone would, I think. Kevin, should I send that to you and you can distribute it?
0: Yeah, they'll be fine. I'll, I'll, send, it to, I'll just send it out to our, our list and, and that will get it to everybody. Okay. Uh, I, I think also that the John wrote a piece for us for our, our newsletter that um, I'm trying to think if that one is out, and the most recent one that we just got, if not, it will be shortly. So you'll also be seeing some information in the newsletter about this. And, and what, what can we do now? I mean, is there?
2: Okay, that was the question we put on hold. So that's probably the next thing. Um, best thing to do right now, especially if you're in the states that I mentioned, uh, that are on the rural development subcommittee in the in the um, in the House of Representatives. The best thing you can do right now is to uh, uh, make a call, write a letter. Um, and ask your members to support this provision in the Farm Bill. And this is a really excellent time to do that because we have the Memorial Day recess coming up. uh, People will be back home and holding meetings, so if you have an opportunity to do that, um, that would be great. I can also, when I send the um, summary piece to Kevin, I'll also, we have a sort of a list of things that you can do and the state's, members of the Ag Committees, uh, and I'll send that, too. And that'll give you uh, kind of the, the states that are... You know, every state is important because everybody will eventually vote on this, but right now, certain states and certain areas of states are most important. Um, those states that I think are most important are North Carolina, Georgia, Colorado. Um, right now, for the for the House, because those are the states that have multiple members on the Rural Development Subcommittee, and um, they probably have the most influence right now. But I'll send out the, the whole list um, and give that to Kevin, and, and so you have a member either in your district or, or your state on either the House or the Senate Ag Committees. Those are the most important places right now. Uh, to either make a contact, uh, write a letter, make a call. Just ask them, you know, put in a word for this provision uh, because they need to hear... People who are on the Ag Committees get a lot of attention from commodity groups, of course, and and other groups that have the big parts of the Farm Bill. Don't hear as much from rural development, um, people interested in rural development. And so... Sometimes we think that's the reason rural development goes lacking, that people just don't talk about it. Uh, and especially this kind of rural development, um, they hear a lot from their local officials, you know, we need uh, infrastructure, water, sewer projects, which and housing, which, of course, are all very important, but um, a lot from, from people like us who, who support these kind of provisions. So this is new. This is something new to a lot of these uh, people. So they need to hear from you why microenterprise is important. Some of the stories. Um, so it's you know the same kind of drill that you go through on supporting the SBA program. Um, you're, when you're telling your members of Congress that this kind of economic development, this kind of rural development, is important, why it's important. So. Some of the stories from your own uh, programs, you know, some of the people that you help um, assist in, in your programs has terrific data on their website about the of jobs and the number of businesses that are microenterprises in a, in a state. That's great data. We use that all the time to show um, that microenterprise is a major portion of Economic development in every state and every district in the country. And um, I'll give you an example. In fact, we just um, gave some data to a, a newspaper person in Alabama, uh, and he ended up, uh, and it was the AEO data on the number of jobs and micro uh, enterprises um, in Alabama, and he was stunned by the the number. But, you know, when you sit back and think about it and, and you look at your communities, uh, it, it becomes real and you, and you understand it. But when you just look at the numbers, you know, 89, 90 percent of businesses in every state are, are microenterprises. 20 percent or more of jobs in every state are attributable micro microenterprise. And so those numbers, I think, are pretty powerful. And, and this newspaper person in Alabama ended up... Doing a column and which was syndicated across the state, and uh, apparently has gotten a lot of attention. And the uh, on the rural development subcommittee from Alabama has picked that up and now realizes how important this can be to his state, the rural communities in his state. So, you know, things like that uh, are pretty easy to do, and and uh, just you know, or a call and. Uh, and it gets attention from people. So I will send that um, uh, that Kevin sent out on the, on the AEO listserv.
0: We have some background noise again here. If you could mute your phone, please.
2: And I'll send that to Kevin again, and that has all the things you can do and all the members of the House and Senate that are uh, members of the A Committee to focus on. So I'll send that along with the summary piece.
0: Okay, great. I'll make sure that gets out to, to everybody. To Good. To the list there. Also, John, if you, you want to talk separately about particular key states and, and some members that maybe we can, we can jointly call and talk to some people individually in, in the most important House districts, uh, I'll be glad to do that with you. All right. Okay. Any other questions for John?
3: Um, uh, another question from California is, um, do you know, I know that Diane Feinstein, Senator Feinstein's on the Ag Committee. Are there any other key California uh, reps on uh, any of the congressional committees? You didn't mention them before.
2: Yeah, there's no Californians on the, um, on the Rural Development Subcommittee.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Let me look at the... List of the whole committee.
0: Yeah, uh, in the House, uh, I've got it here too. Joe Bacca right. Dennis Cardoza, um, Jim Costa. Um, on the Democratic side in the House, and I say Kevin McCarthy on the Republican side in the House also.
2: Uh, Representative Cordoza is uh, becoming quite a player on the farm bill. He's interested in sort of doing a whole new type of farm bill. Um, his district is a lot of fruits and vegetables. Um, surprisingly, California doesn't get a lot of subsidies. As, as big as agriculture is in California, uh, California doesn't get a lot of subsidies for or the size uh, of the state and the size of agriculture, because they grow a lot of crops, fruits, vegetables that aren't included in the subsidy program. And so he's very interested in in a whole new farm bill that promotes those kind of crops and also promotes entrepreneurship. And and I think he would be very interested. We've had some talks with him, and he's He's not on the Rural Development Subcommittee, but he's... uh, Someone that's uh, pretty high up on the seniority in the in the um, House A Committee, and I think we'll be a player when we get down to the full committee, and then probably the the conference committee. So, um,
3: could you just say what um, area he's
2: from? He is from. Let me get my map here. Yeah, we need one of those maps, I guess. We're not.
0: Yes, yeah, the 18th 8-1. congressional district. Let's see what what that.
2: That is kind of the, uh, it's uh, sort of the Valley, uh, Modesto area.
3: Okay. Central Valley area.
2: Yeah, it's between
0: Modesto and Fresno, basically.
2: Mm-hmm. So big egg area, of course, and, and a lot of fruits, vegetable, well, everything from what I know of, of California agriculture just mm-hmm. area of the state, um, but he, I think, will end up being a, an important player when we get down to the conference committee. And in fact, he is—he's um, chair of one of the subcommittees, uh, horticulture and organic agriculture. So he's going to be, of course, on that. But, uh, oh,
3: organic agriculture. Okay. Cool. We have a big, a um, number of our members are involved with organic agriculture So, and um, value-added. Right. So that's really good to know. Thank you.
2: So he'll be uh, focused on that, but I, as you said, I think that fits in well with this kind of economic development. we been able to connect uh, a lot of, sort of alternative agriculture, value-added agriculture, and microenterprise together. And I know a lot of organizations in the country do that. A lot of their clientele is, is um, involved in that. And so connecting those two together, I think, makes a good pairing. Uh, and if you can make those connections between two things that kind of, on the face of it, don't sound connected, but when you think about it and you tell the stories of your clients, you um, how they connect them, uh, it becomes a very powerful story, and then we get a lot of uh, supporters that uh, we might not otherwise have. We've done that on both agriculture, energy. We've so if you can make those connections and, and tell those stories, um, people like uh, Representative Cordoza will be very important and could be really. Uh, Ends of of micro in the farm bill.
3: Thanks.
1: This is Bill Z. I just want to step back and make one point. John, thanks for that pre- presentation. It's really good. But just so the members know, like something really significant is happening in Washington among policymakers, and this this um, initiative on the on the farm bill around micro enterprise is only the latest example of it. But what's happened is our product, the micro enterprise sort of product, is now sort of, it's being recognized and embraced by policymakers in a way that it never has. It's The, the model itself um, has been accepted and is now being replicated in many different places within the government, even outside of sort of AEO and uh, and, and John's advocacy efforts, we now are in a situation where we're responding to um, elected officials' inquiries about how we can expand microenterprise development in other areas of the government because they know it, they like it, they believe in it, and they want to do more of it. And, and it's it's really exciting. I mean, there's this example on the farm bill. There, there's a, a rural development initiative sponsored by Senator Clinton that includes a, a, a title based on the microloan and prime programs. She also introduced um, a microloan development title as part of a GI bill that she's going to introduce for, for returning veterans. So I just think that we should sort of feel good about ourselves because we've, we have done something that has made an imprint on many lives and is now finally really being recognized by policymakers as an effective economic development tool that they are looking on their own um, to extend out and it 's really um, I just think it 's a really exciting development after we 've been banging you know our heads up against the wall for just little little slivers of investment and funding from the federal government now finally policymakers are coming to recognize the the sort of essence and the effectiveness of what we do and i think that we are sort of on the precipice of really expanding the reach of of microenterprise development and i just think it's a really important and significant and positive development for our field and it and it and it lends itself to our feeling good about what we've done and the difference we've made.
3: Oh. Do you think this relates to Mohammed Yunus' uh
1: recent oh, I think celebrity? That that, yeah, of course I think that helps. I mean, he's the sort of the international face of of what we do. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not insignificant that every time John Bailey or Kevin Kelly gets a call from a federal policymaker that wants to expand microenterprise, that, that they're going back to the, the microloan and the prime programs as the kind of antecedent of how to do this and what's working around the country. And I just think that that's, you know, we're, we're on to something.
3: Great. Does that mean that we can all relax with regard to SBA? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bill, what do you think we should do to to keep up the to to keep up the energy? Um, what suggestions do you have?
1: I mean, I. Or are there
3: any particular people we should maybe put some additional time into
1: or? I think what we need to do is we need to keep our eyes on the ball. And, you know, a lot of this is going to – it's at a point now where it's almost out of our control and that we can't predict where our next opportunity is, or, is going to arise. We wouldn't have known two years ago that here we'd be sitting with a $50 million potential expansion in rural, um, you know, microenterprise development. But once that opportunity presents itself, then, you know, it's our job at, at, at uh, the Center of Rural Affairs and AEO to make sure our members know about that and do everything we can as advocates to... to um, to sort of make that happen and i think that there are there are are likely to be other opportunities going forward that we can't really anticipate so i just think we just we keep going with what we have we keep trying to grow that and then when these opportunities present themselves we just we just insert ourselves into the process like john has described today
2: i can say something uh... bill about the uh... senator clinton's bill that bill is F. 1034. This is her marker, her entry into the Farm Bill debate, and a, a lot of that has to do with her campaigning for president, particularly in Iowa. But uh, it's still a, a good contribution. She's not on the Ag Committee, so we don't know what uh, role she'll play, but I think she's a very important player in the Senate. Of course, a uh, very player in the Senate. Uh, her, her portion of her bill about microenterprise is very similar to uh, other people. Uh,
3: Could you repeat that, please? Um, you're cutting out a little bit, um, John.
2: Uh, I'm just saying that Senator Clinton is a very important player in the Senate. Uh, she's not on the Ag Committee, so she probably won't play much of a role uh, in the farm bill debate in the AG committee her her portion of her bill dealing with micro is very similar to the other bill that I mentioned uh, introduced by Senator Nelson uh, there's a few differences the definition of rural is a little different and a few details but very similar she's going around we're just about 15 miles from the Iowa border so we hear all the uh, caucus campaigning. In Iowa, she's going around Iowa talking about microenterprise as a rural development strategy quite a bit. And so, uh, as Bill said, this is this is a very important, you're getting a lot of attention. Microenterprise as a rural development strategy, and that's I think really helping Senator Harkin as he makes his farm bill version for the Senate Ag Committee. It's helping him. And supporting him being able to put the micro provision in his so um, all of these opportunities are really helping uh, our efforts on the farm bill and, and uh, as Bill said I think we all should be very happy about that but we can't relax and, and think that it's just going to happen we really have to be involved keep our eye on the ball be involved and, and tell the stories about
1: how, how this will help yeah, I would, I would just add um that you know I, I'm not making any endorsements but you know looking forward I think that it, it, it is it is conceivable that if if there's another election like there was in 2006 you could you could see that there's the prospect for significant and major initiatives coming from the White House around microenterprise development that you know we need to we need to, need to be ready to sort of jump in because there could be, there could be a sea change um, in, a, in a very positive direction depending on how things go. Great. And this is coming from someone who's generally pessimistic. Yeah, hey, I
3: noticed that. <laughs> well, with reason. Yeah. <laughs> it is great, Bill, to hear um, energy and enthusiasm in your
1: voice. Well, you would have heard it last week, too, but frickin' Muhammad Yunus came in and supplanted me. Oh, no. <laughs>
3: Aww. You know,
1: I know. I'm a little salty about that. No. I was, I was looking forward to be all hopeful and optimistic in front of everyone for a change. Well,
3: oh, why ruin your reputation now, Bill?
1: <laughs> I suppose, yeah. It's been ruined for this long. and might as well stay ruined. You know, Bill, I don't
0: know if you've heard anything on, on speaking on other appropriations. Timing. Uh, at one point, I'd heard that last week they're we supposed to start working on the, the market for the, the subcommittee that yeah. handles SBA and CDFI fund, but that didn't happen. So I
1: think what's happening on that, Kevin, is that they are just absolutely knee deep in the Iraq War supplemental bill, and yeah. that's going to take them all the way to the end of this week, which then will lead into a congressional recess. So I I think that virtually everything has gotten bumped till after you know till June, and I think they're going to start coming in a, in a flurry. Um, around then
0: yeah in the, in the meantime same thing as John was saying on on the ag bill we, we need folks who care about CDFI funding and the microloan and Prime and Women's Business Centers programs to continue to be in, in touch with their members as they come home next week to the districts and, and also uh, as, as Bill says it'll probably be the week after um, next when they're Going to start focusing on the appropriations built at the subcommittee level again, and uh, anything we can do to reinforce the importance. Well, I can say,
3: on on behalf of uh, Colorado and uh, Musgrave and Salazar, we have been and we will continue and redouble.
0: Okay, thank you. Yeah, we're we're going to be getting down to. The nitty-gritty here pretty soon. The, the next call in, in, in June, which would be on the 21st, if we come back to our, our every third Thursday normal uh, way of doing things, well, basically just be an update. Bill and I will talk about where we are with the, the funding um, at that stage and, and what the rest of the timing looks like. So we won't have a guest speaker next month, and then we'll figure out the – the schedule for the rest of the summer um, pretty thin, and we'll, we'll let you know that as soon as we we have more details on that as well.
3: When is the next meeting scheduled for?
0: The 21st of June.
3: 21st, and Kevin, you mentioned that the representatives are coming. There's a break. When? What is the date of that?
0: That's all of next week.
3: Just next week.
0: Yeah, Memorial Day week. Right. They only have Monday like all of us do, but they're at home in the district the entire week. And some of them will have events scheduled that you can attend. You may also want to contact them about uh, setting up a meeting with them or invite them to an activity if you've got something going on.
3: Mm, okay. That's good. Thank you.
0: Okay. Any other questions for for our, our guest speaker today?
3: Um, one other question, just uh, the summary and the bill. Uh, John mentioned, is that on
0: the AEO website? No, he's going to send me some information. I will send it out over our various listservs so that everybody has it. We, we can. Uh, I'll talk to the people that do the posting. Too. We can get it up on the website as well. In the meantime, I'll, if you want to go to uh, the Senate uh, website, you can look at S566, and you can get the text of the legislation right online there. You don't want to wait until
3: we send it out. Yeah, and Kemi is on your list for now, right? Right. Great. Thanks. Thank
2: just you, you any, both so uh, much. This is very Kevin. helpful.
0: Somebody mute their phone again. It's hard to hear. If
2: you have any questions or need any more information about the farm bill, I'll give you my email, and you can just drop me a message, and I'll I'll... My email is J-N,
3: mm-hmm.
2: as in nurse, B, as in boy, at, as in cat.
0: Okay, we're getting some strange sound again.
2: Yes. Sounds like the dinner bell.
0: Yeah, you know, somebody needs to seriously mute this phone here in the background.
2: it okay, J as in J uh, O. N as in nurse, B as in boy, at, C as in cat, F as in Frank, R, A dot org.
3: So it's, oh.
0: I want to go through that one more time.
2: J, O, N as in nurse, B as in boy, at, C as in cat, F is in Frank, R A. dot org. Okay, everybody
0: got that? It's basically John's first name, first initial of his last name at the acronym for the Center for Rural Affairs dot org.
3: J O N B. That's, mm-hmm. That's what it said, All right? What Okay, great. Is that it.
0: That's it. So thank you to everybody. Uh, we'll be sending out the follow-up information. Please follow through, as John has asked. This is very important. And as like he says, we only get the opportunity in the Farm Bill every few years. It's not an annual event. So here's our, our window opportunity. And then uh, we'll send out the information and reminder about the, the June call if we get a little bit closer. But you can put it down for the 21st at the same
1: time.
3: Great. Thank you. Right. Thank you, great. everybody. Thank you. thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye.